Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.
607, you are live. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. I'm the one that asked the, uh, or that challenged the district attorney to a duel. Oh, yeah. We were talking about you, you guys, not that long ago. I never gave you guys a conclusion <laughs> yet. I actually ended up in jail for what I did in court, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, what happened? I walked out of court and they threw me in jail for two months, but what they didn't know is that I already had a claim filed in my court, not their court. So I wrote a letter to the head judge and had her put my claim on the desk by the time I went back to court. And when I went back to court, I even had the judge yelling at the DA. It was amazing. I didn't have to say anything. But... He still fined me and stuff, which I took it, even though I knew I could have got it thrown out. I took it for a reason so the local cops would leave me alone. But he yelled at the DA because the DA said, I think he needs some more time. And the judge yelled at him, he doesn't need any more time. I just sat there. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> because I literally wrote a letter to the head judge saying that, in the interest of justice, in order to preserve the court's limited resources, I needed my claim before the judge at the same time as their case. And it was there on his desk. <laughs> and how long and I, after that was that? I mean, was that after the two months? or? Yeah, that was after the two months. And I also know I could have got out of jail sooner because I learned a trick for that. But I decided to sit there because for the same reason, so the local cops leave me alone. Because I didn't need more issues with the local cops. Have the local cops they were already stalking me. Something? They were stalking me and following me home every day and all kinds of crap. So <clears throat> that gave them their little win, what they think was a win, and now they'll leave me alone. And I have no record. I just have two uh, disorderly conduct summary judgments and uh, contempt of court. That's it. So they dropped the misdemeanors like it was a hot potato once I started fighting them. So they gave you the disorderly conduct for what you were doing in the courtroom? No, they gave me uh, uh, contempt of court for that. And they said it was time served, which ended up being... With the first 12 days, I was in for 60, so it was 72 days. But I didn't care. I already had a paycheck. My boss wrote the paycheck out to where my girlfriend could cash it. All the bills were paid. It sucked to be in jail, but I did it just so the cops would leave me alone. Yeah, did you read any books while you were in there? Hell yeah, I did. Uh, American well, History book, get? I learned a lot. There was a huge, like, seven, 800-page American History book from, like, over 50 years ago, and it had a lot of good information in it. So that was uh, cool. Yeah, like what? Uh, I took notes on it. I can't think of it right now, but it talked about all the different documents that our, our government's based on and where they came from and where they were written. It, it was just information they don't teach anymore. So I was, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, Read last week after we got off the call, I uh, I went and made a video about how to read the constitution or how the constitution reads it's something like that 
Yeah, I stayed up just to call on the call tonight because I go to bed early. Yeah. That's why I've been on. Uh, where Where are you calling from? Uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, well, it's not too late. It's just nine o'clock. Yeah, but I get up at two forty-five in the morning, so I usually go to bed. Oh, early. I guess it is kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do getting up at two o'clock in the morning? Uh, I clean a grocery store and I clean a Lowe's store. Oh, okay. Two different companies. I make good money doing it, and I like it. It's easy. Uh, yeah, and plus, people leave you alone. Nobody's bothering yeah. you. And for the most part, I don't have to wear the mask because the stores are closed. I just bought a house today, so it's been a crazy day, and I'm still wired, so that kind of helped me stay up. <laughs> you just bought a house today? Yes. Oh, congratulations. Four bedroom, two and a half bath, beautiful house. Congratulations. Uh, I was watching a couple of your videos either today or yesterday. I think it was this morning. When you were talking uh, about on, on Just Conspiracy, or you know, I started a new uh, YouTube channel called News. Yeah, Humor. I think that what it was. I think that's what it was. Something about so, uh, if the news don't make you happy, it'll make you cry or something. If it doesn't make you laugh, it'll make you cry. Although I think I'm going to yeah. change that motto to um, if the news doesn't make you laugh or cry, it's going to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it was you. Uh, that made me think of you. And then I was talking to somebody I used to talk to, and I decided to go on the call tonight. Right. Well, Shaman just jumped in with a lot of background noise. You know me. Hey, the guys on that uh, challenged the prosecutor to a duel. Apparently, they uh, locked him <laughs> up for two months over that. You think? That's yeah, a bummer. That was part of the reason they put me in jail for two months, yeah. <laughs> I'll that tell you what, man. Court. That, the judge didn't like that. That, that was funny. Oh, I loved it. It was fun to do, and they wouldn't even have put me in jail for it if I hadn't walked out of court. But when I walked out of court, he had to do something to save face. So, well, but I, mean, I already had a lawsuit you... filed. So, so did they? Did they uh, technically get you for failure to appear or something? No, they just got me for contempt because I showed uh... up. But when I was in court, <laughs> literally, what happened was. The cops being there actually caused me to panic. I don't know why. I panicked, so I walked out. And it was hilarious, too, because first, I don't know where I got a I had a safety pin on my pants that I forgot to take off. And they it took like two or, two or three of them tackled me to the ground for no reason. And one of them yells, he's got a safety pin. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so they ridiculous. Did not. I you should try God. taking a pear knife in there, man. It was, it was safety, he yelled safety pin? Safety pin! Yeah, he yells, he's got a safety pin! You should have yelled, safety dance! Safety dance! But they didn't even Nobody got that. Me. It, was, it was overblown. Well, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be challenged. right back. You challenged him, man. You can't do that. 
Well, I, I, I don't know if you heard the rest of the story. I just told him about it. Before no, I, I got on like to court, a minute. Before I went into court, I filed a claim in my court against the two cops. So I had my claim already filed. I, mean, I was going to bring that up in court and stuff, but I kind of panicked and kind of walked out. But anyway, while I was in jail, I wrote the head judge and said, in the interest of justice and in order to preserve the court's limited resources, I needed my claim in front of the judge when their case was in front of the judge. So my claim was sitting on his desk when I actually went to court. And he yelled at the, the, the DA. Because the DA's like, I think he needs more time. He goes, he doesn't need any more time. <laughs> it was like, wow. And I know I could have had it thrown out, but I didn't have it thrown out because I wanted the local cops to get their win so they'll leave me alone. So just pay the fine, deal with the 74 days total I had to jail, and move on with my life. That's definitely one way to look at it. I figured it was better to pay the fine and give them their stupid win rather than have them follow me home every day and fuck with me all the time. Part of my language. But that's how, that's what was going on. Uh, well, believe uh, you and when me. When you tend to win. When you, when, you, uh, when you get the court to tell the cops to quit fucking with you, they'll stop immediately. And, well, I mean, and the if court you win, dude. That, the court I didn't do technically win, but I'm pretty sure they told the cops to leave me alone. Because the cops aren't messing with me at all. Well, just go find one running radar and go by and speed them and see what happens. Well, I had him follow me to work one day because I peeled out on the corner. That's about it. <clears throat> I mean, hopefully they've been told that, but I don't know that I... I well, I'm going to wait until my way. car's inspected because my car being inspected is what started this whole mess the first time. <laughs> I don't agree with inspections, but I'm going to wait until it's inspected before I push my lock. Oh, hey, look, if you get pulled ticket. over, just start coughing. When I was in New York, <laughs> I got out of a speeding ticket. And New York. I, um, what was it? Driving without a license ticket. Because my license is technically suspended in New York due to child support. And I got out of those tickets using 18 U.S.C. 31, 6, and 10. What are those? Which I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's the definition of motor vehicle and an explanation of uh, using commerce. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look driving. up statutes, it's pretty clear on, uh, you know, on what a licensed vehicle is. Yeah, well, I used that in court. And the, the judge didn't know what I was talking about, but the DA knew right away. I said, look, I know you guys want money. I'll pay for something, but I'm not taking these tickets. And he says, well, I'll give you a ticket for littering on the highway. If you plead guilty to that, we'll call it good. So I said, okay, that works. No, no points on my license, no nothing. Paid 164 bucks and walked out. Because they, they got to have their money. So, <laughs> here, here's money, go away. 
Hey, I agree with you. They gotta have their money. I just don't think they have to have my money. <laughs> well, That's a you different also have story. To pick and choose your battles. I mean, one hundred and sixty-four dollars is not a big deal. But if they come after you, they want <clears throat> thousands of dollars or something. That's something you fight about. They wanted to put a misdemeanor on my record. That's something I thought about. So now at least I don't have a misdemeanor. And I played a lot of Monopoly. <laughs> what, you uh, pass go a bunch or you go directly to jail a bunch? <laughs> well, I mean, when I was in jail. <laughs> there was even one night we didn't have the board because somebody took the board to use the board to play cards on but we had all the pieces and the dice and everything else. So we sat there and made a board from memory. We played it so much. We wrote it on two pieces uh, of paper and played on a, on a piece of paper because we knew the board. That's bad. Uh, was this sitting in jail? Yeah. There wasn't much to do, that's for certain. Well, that's why I, that's why I would read a lot. And the yeah, first I read thing a lot. I did when I went into jail for, for 48 hours is I was like, get me a book. I'll take a Bible. They allowed us up to like six books, so I read a lot. I read a few books. So I read that book. That American History one is the one I read the most, though, because it was like 800 pages, and it took a while. And, and the Bible as well. I read the Bible a lot, too. Yeah, I was like forty-eight hours. I, I can read the Bible. I, I read I you, most I of you Joshua and a lot that. of Matthew. Huh? I thought you went to jail for longer than that. Nah, nah, the longest time. Man, I went to jail for forty-eight hours, and even though I've been arrested with thirteen felonies and eight misdemeanors, that forty-eight hours was three times longer than any other time I've been to jail. I was pissed. Wow. Well, apparently, from from one of the groups I got involved in, I learned that if you are a private person, you can call the provost marshal from the military and enter in a, uh, the hell is it called, habeas corpus, and the provost marshal will come and force them to let you out within 48 hours. He will bring the U.S. military with him if he has to. Man, when I was in jail, they wouldn't give me paper. They wouldn't give me pencil. They wouldn't give me a pen. They wouldn't give me nothing. I think they were told not to give me nothing. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, it's just a little crazy. So, but, you know, I mean, that same district, uh, one of my buddies got locked up in... um, you know, probably four months before that. And Sean, you remember we made them go. Well, we didn't make them go, but we told them to put in this notice and they came back with uh, like, he was on the, some privilege, you know, like they would let him out of his cell and, you know, he could do chores around the jail rather than just sitting, sitting locked up all the time. And but he had to sign something basically saying that, that he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The North things. Carolina and, dude. But yeah. And um, yeah. 
and so he put in a notice to the court basically saying that just because he signed that thing he you know he wasn't consenting you know like because well, I wasn't consenting to being in jail in the first place. They, yeah, as it was soon all as under he filed that, Yeah, he, as soon as he filed that, they came back with a whole new contract within an hour or two. You know, and they added, what, it wasn't, three or four Yeah, it wasn't paragraphs. long. Yeah, yeah it wasn't long. It was that, definitely that same day. They changed the form and everything. Wow. Just remember, they, they suspend habeas corpus. It's just a privilege. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But I did some research yeah. on it. And they, can, they can sit on it for like a year before they do anything about it, too. No, nah, they don't have to do anything. And Constitution but if doesn't you get a hold of the provost marshal and inform the provost marshal that you are a private man and you are not uh, a citizen or a resident or any of that crap they try to label you as, then the provost marshal will bring the power of the U.S. military and say, let him out now. Because that's what they're there for, is to protect man. It's weird. I mean, I haven't personally done that. I mean, I entered the habeas corpus, but I didn't call the provost marshal because I decided to sit in jail and just wait it out. And uh, I, I got the paperwork from this group on how to do that. He's an agent of the government, isn't he? Technically, he is. But if you inform him that you are a private man and you are not part of the government, they don't have Mm -hmm. a right to hold you unless you've hurt somebody. So do you think that he would have more power than a judge? I don't know who has guns and weapons. Does a judge have guns and weapons? (laughs) The courts run the world right now. They don't have any guns and weapons. Okay, well, who has more power, police officers or military? Depends on the situation. Depends on the venue and jurisdiction. Yeah, well, I've, you're got, I've, I've arrested military That's exactly guys. Yeah, I've arrested. I've arrested military guys before when I was a cop. I'm sure military guys have arrested police too. Only if they're on base. You're just informing the U.S. military that you're not under the jurisdiction of the courts, and they have. Yeah, but they're under the jurisdiction the of the president. They won't let them. Yeah, but they're under the jurisdiction of the president, who's under the jurisdiction of the court. Yeah, but I understand. It's just executive instead of judicial. Yeah. But for some reason, it it's, it supposedly works. I mean, I haven't seen it work, but I've heard it works. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of people make a lot of claims online. They also got well. I I sent them like twenty bucks to send me all their paperwork, which is not not a significant amount of money considering it costs like ten dollars to ship to me. So, hey, brother, just understand that I'm not I'm not trying to be like aggressive, argumentative, or nothing. But there's a reason that I'm talking to you about this the way I'm getting ready to, because you know there's other people on here and stuff, and plus. You know, we're all just trying to kind of figure our way through the maze. <clears throat> and it's like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm choking on peanut butter. I'm not trying to be presumptuous. No, you can't Do you understand it. the difference? Do you understand the difference between venue and jurisdiction? Somewhat. Can you give us just venue your is idea the of it? Venue and jurisdiction is who has charge of you. So. 
Okay. Authority, power, and control is jurisdiction. There you go. So I know the difference. And, okay. Well, a lot <laughs> of people don't. You'd actually be surprised. I, I'm not. You know I'm what I'm surprised. saying? It took me a lot of study and a lot of learning to figure out what's what and who's what. And the words still confuse me sometimes as well. I mean, if I knew more than I did when I went to court, then I wouldn't even have gone as far as I did. But I learned a lot through this whole process, so. I'll believe I let him skip by me when I, I asked, who's the state and when are they going to show up? Oh, he's the state. Well, how can he be the state? You know, that sort of thing. I want the state to show up and tell me what I did to him. <laughs> I let him get by that. Get by, get by me on that one. <laughs> so. Oh. <sighs> So what's this the out. subject tonight, anyway? Article <laughs> Article 1, 8, Section 17. This is the jurisdiction, okay, of the U.S. Constitution. To exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever, first, over such district, in parentheses, not exceeding 10 miles square, as the session of the particular states and the acceptance of Congress to become the seat of government of the United States. And second, to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislator of the state in which the same shall be. Okay? Article 4. Okay. Section 3. Section, yeah. Congress shall have the power to dispose and make all needful rules and regulations respecting the territory or other property belonging to the United States. So in Title 18, Special Maritime and Territorial jurisdiction of the United States defined. The word special maritime and territorial jurisdiction of the United States, as used in this title, includes any lands reserved or acquired for the use of the United States, which is Congress assembled defined in um, the Articles of Confederation, and under the exclusive concurrent jurisdiction thereof, or any place purchased or otherwise acquired by the United States by consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of fort, magazine, arsenal, dockyard, or other needful building. So like a district court is United States territory. You see? So the United States has territory in certain venues, and they have exclusive jurisdiction in certain venues and jurisdictions, okay? But they don't have and certain others. And when you, so it's like a man can't exist in the second dimension any more than the second dimension exists in the third, right? Yeah. Okay. So if the United States is a second dimensional entity and has district overlays, which you could think of a district perhaps as a, falsity that's been placed over the true land, okay, like a... Which is the corporation. <laughs> that's not yeah, the real yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like a state of mind, right? So it only has control and jurisdiction over itself. So in other words, like I can't order or ask technically the military to do anything for me because they have no obligations to me. 
They don't take any oaths to me. Like, the reason I'm kind of bringing this up is there's several posts on the Common Law Shamanism page on Facebook, and I've seen it in other threads where people are starting to go back to that whole uh, security stuff and, you know, we're going to, the first thing you need to do is ask them for their oath. It's an oath of office. You see, you wouldn't want to, they're swearing an oath to the Constitution, not swearing an oath to you or to me or anybody else that isn't within that state construct called the United States. You see? Yeah. So it's well, kind of like I'll tell you, I, I really got that judge when, uh, when she was talking about the laws and that everybody swore oath to the Constitution. And I was like, oh, you mean like oh. one plus section 10? Yep. <laughs> It's like so you oh, sw- you one. swore an oath to uphold that, right? <laughs> You're talking about the magistrate, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was an uh, she was something else. But I mean, yeah, you you see what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't, like you would tell you would notice the court that you're man because you you know the only the only thing that needs to happen is you just need to make sure. The court is aware of who you are, and by establishing who you are, you just you establish automatically what you're not. Like it's it's you know it's right there. When you say you're man, you're saying you're not person. Excuse me, legal person. So you've already removed jurisdiction. <coughs> it's well, I did actually say that when did at you the write any of the cases because. Yeah, I probably should have. I don't know if I did or not. I may have. Well, you have you have to. You have but to write a notice of appeal. I said when I went to court and they asked me if I was so-and-so, the first time I screwed up and answered it wrong. But there was many other times I ended up going to court. My answer was, I am the man, not the legal person. That was my answer. <clears throat> yeah, but the court's in the second dimension. And they still just kept going right on. Because you like, didn't inform the, one the court. Time they didn't even ask. The one time they said, yep, that's him. That's what the DA said. Yep, that's him. Did you hear me, brother? Yeah, I did not inform the court. You didn't. Yeah, you have I to be. I thought I did, but I don't know for sure if I did or not. Right. No, if you didn't. But I know I screwed up the when court I answered properly. the question wrong the first time. Well, maybe. The first maybe time not. I answered it wrong. <clears throat> All I'm saying is you can say it, but you have to put it in writing. Yeah, you have to write it down with paper, pen, and ink. Otherwise, the court, yeah, otherwise the court doesn't. I require paper, pen, and ink to answer the court. Oh. I mean, obviously, if they're not going to give you paper, pen, and ink, and you can't do it, but, you know, if you have time to do it before the court. (coughs) Daggone, man, that peanut butter tore me up. (laughs) I tried to breathe Mountain Dew earlier. That doesn't work either. Anyway, you have to handle the second dimension, brother. I mean, honestly, that's how I got myself out of trouble. Was by writing. That's how I slowed the whole thing down when I was screwing up because I I was only talking. Well, that's I put how I got the judge in, to but... yell at the DA. <laughs> that was amazing. Here, I thought I was going to have to say this whole thing now. And give him a copy in writing, and I didn't have to say a word because the judge yelled at the DA. 
and told me I'm going home. I'm like, okay, that works. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, he says, it was really funny. You could tell he was trying to figure out what to say. He says, I have this um, document on my desk. Would you like to do anything with that? I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> he didn't even call it a claim because he knew if he called it a claim, he'd have to throw out the complaint. That's what I thought was great. Still with me there? Do what? Still with me there? Yeah, I mean, I was giving John room to say whatever he wanted to say. You still there, John? He may be muted by accident. So, anyway, um, I don't know how many people are on here tonight or anything. I guess there's been quite a bit of stuff going on here lately. Everybody's still freaked out. And uh, (laughs) if anybody has anything they want to talk about, I don't know if John's unmuted everybody or not, but I can't see the board because it messed me up last time having my computer and my phone on, so now I'm just doing it by phone. But I don't know if anybody else is there. (coughs) Daggone. My throat. It's been interesting watching all these protests, by the way. I'll bring that up until JC gets back. The uh, I try not to watch the news too much, but I was watching the news, I guess it was a couple days ago, and just watching all these protests and everything, and JC and I were talking about how, you know, the window of opportunity is kind of opening because people are asking questions, and this is kind of the time for everybody who does want to learn law or learn different ways of looking at things. Um, you know, there's all these perspectives to, you know, to consider. And a couple of things, if JC doesn't have anything he really wants to talk about tonight, was I did a video on the COVID-19 application to each individual. And then I'd like to talk about uh, the process in which one could do something maybe different than having a business license. You have any objections to any of that, JC? Must be something wrong with this phone. Now, is this Sean? It is. Hi, Sean. It's Caroline. Good to talk to you. Hey, how are you? I'm super good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a question. I have a question about the DMVs. Okay, maybe I can help you. You there? Hello? Hello? Hmm. Hey, Sean, are you there? I am, yeah. You kind of cut out there. You there? I did. Okay, what's your question? Okay, so (laughs) I got a letter from the DMV. Sorry about that. I had to, like, stand up. I don't know. Um, I got a letter from the DMV, and they wanted money. And when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. You know, the whole service, quote, service that we're paying for through the DMV is to 
pay cops to enforce protections like stopping people that are speeding or stopping people that are, you know, all the things that they're no longer doing since this um, virus thing's lockdown started. <laughs> and I'm like, so what the heck am I paying you for? I'm not going to send you any dang money. You're crazy. But, you know, so I just decided to not pay them. <laughs> um, What was the money request for? Uh, Registration. Well, I mean, technically speaking, that's that's not really what no is going. People over right now, right now, like there's <clears throat> that's no good, right? There's like eighty five percent less cops. I'm like, it's over, guys. Let's just start living free again. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, but from your perspective, let's take it from the angle you were kind of taking it from. Um, yes. And this and this also kind of bleeds into <laughs> the business license thing, which I wanted to talk about anyway. Technically, okay, you're not paying for the officers. You're paying for the privilege of driving. And the administration of how they enforce said policy is up to the state because the state is the grantor of the driver's license, you see? So when you're coming in and aligning yourself with that personhood called a driver, you are, you're becoming a trustee, not the beneficiary you're being entrusted with the driver's license. You asked for it, and they agree to give it to you at a fee, and then you have to follow all these guidelines, and then they administrate on how those guidelines are enforced. Um, that's kind of the myth with taxes. Like my cousin and I, even though I can show him he's incorrect 100 million different ways, he still wants to argue with me about taxes and government and how it's a servant ban and all this and it's it's just not just not that way. It's actually the opposite. Um, the government's kind of a leech that tricks you into thinking you need a benefit to do something that you could already do all along, but that you know they wanted a hand in it because they could provide this and that and that and this. <clears throat> and this is one of the interesting things. Um, so when you when you start not following the policy, what they're going to do is they're going to what what state do you live in? If you don't mind asking me asking, you still there? Well, just in case she can hear me. Most states will just, you know, some states will actually suspend your license if you don't have a registration. And at the very least, they're, you know, your registration is going to expire. And with these tag reading computers they've got now, or if you get pulled over, you know, they're going to give you a registration, violation of registration citation, and or maybe even tow your vehicle. Um, some states, I think, North Carolina may be one, but I could be incorrect. They could actually suspend your license for that. Uh, the key would be, and, I'm, and just for my own personal thing, I think it's great they're not pulling people over, that they're just answering their calls. Because at the end of this thing, it's going to prove statistically that cops don't need to harass the public and patrol everywhere in order to keep crime down. I bet the stats don't change much. And I'll bet you that everybody, even driving faster and stuff, I almost bet you that traffic accidents haven't increased because I haven't hardly seen any. 
and I'm over all over the place all the time. It'll be interesting to look at some of the statistics after this because uh, I think it's been a lot more peaceful since they haven't been pulling people over. There's been less problems. So that, that'll be yeah. interesting to look at. But but think about it from another perspective, okay? And we're I'm actually getting ready to do a little video on this with uh, a couple buddies of mine. But let's say you're one of the business owners, like in up here in Virginia, they're being really hard in Virginia, right across the, the way here, on businesses. They're just not letting them open. This guy is so draconian. And in Bristol, it's Bristol, Virginia, and Bristol, Tennessee. So a guy in Bristol, Tennessee, or Virginia, can look right across the street and see the guy in Bristol, Tennessee, opening up while he's still closed down. And it's interesting to hear all these people constantly saying, hey, you know, governor such and such, we want our right to, to make waffles or uh, fix a tire or work on a car engine. You know, they, they keep asking for permission to do the things that couldn't they do them anyway? Like what if everybody just took the business license and wrote a letter and said, thank you, but I no longer require your services. And they just sent the business license back. And then just fixed an engine for their buddy Tom for $500. See, that moves it into, see how it took it out of the public venue and moved it over into the private venue, which is what the gentleman, when I first got on the phone, was talking about the private man. That's how you do it. You don't have to fight them. You just have to quit participating. So obviously there's going to be a transition phase, so people are going to say, well, you're going to get arrested, you're going to get fined. Yeah, but, you know, I'm seeing other stories where 10, 15, 20 people are blocking the doorway and refusing to let cops in. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And I hope all those people are prepared to go all the way if they're going to do something like that. And, you know, I can't speak as to what that time is when they should or shouldn't. Obviously, everything we try to do is peaceful and with the power of pen and paper and the changing of hearts. But in the changing of hearts, people got to recognize you don't have to use the driver's license or the business license or the LLC or any of those things to do the things that you can do, whether it's roofing or building. But, you, you know, it's going to take some time to retrain everybody. So in your case with the DMV, I would say if you're going to use the license and that's something that you feel comfortable doing for yourself, I would probably recommend that you pay the registration fee if it affects your driver's license or if you don't wish to pay a citation for violation of registration because you're kind of participating in that agreement and the only person that's going to get hassled is you. You see what I'm saying? Hello? You there? Is anybody there? I'm still here. Well, the call. Is the call still going? Yeah, it's still going. I right. Mano Civics has his hands up. Mano Civics, what's up? It doesn't look like Caroline has hopped off. <clears throat> Did she jump off? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's still on the board, but it looks like she muted herself. 
Oh, okay. Is Stan on? Uh, no, no. Stan messed himself up. Well, he cut his hand up pretty good. He was in the oh, ER man. earlier this afternoon. What did he do? Uh, he was um messing with some mechanical stuff. I guess his hand oh, slipped and it cut into his thumb really bad. It looked like he had about probably six stitches or something. Bomber. Did you happen yeah. to watch that? Uh, did you happen to watch that video I made about a week ago about the unseen enemy? No, no, I haven't done that. But hey, Carolina or Caroline, if you wish to hop back on, just raise your hand or tell me in the chat. Apparently, her muting was not, you know, on purpose. No, uh, no, what happened in the problem. video? Well, I was sitting there thinking about it a little deeper, maybe. And it's like, think about this, okay? They declared terrorism and terrorists. If you're with them, you're either with the terrorists or you're with us. You know what I'm saying? They kind of drew this divisive line. If you're on that side of the fence, we're going to kill you. If you're on this side of the fence, you have to do what we tell you, and you're part of the team. Well, when Trump came out and declared COVID, basically an enemy of the state, an unseen enemy, I wanted everybody to think about something. If you contract COVID-19 and you test positive, technically you're now possessed by COVID-19 and by default become an enemy of the United States. They now can treat you as an enemy combatant and take you somewhere against your will, right? from their perspective. Now, what happens if they suspect you of having COVID-19 and they come to your house and tell you? Or they see you somewhere, or, you, or hey, you've got to wait for your results, or hey, we're going to test you. What if they suspect it? What do you think they're going to do? You see how, I mean, dude, all they're doing is using COVID-19 to turn everybody into a Nazi Jew a Jew of uh, yep. Nazi Germany. That's all they're doing. Right. They're just completely rearranging the psyche of man and woman into this persona, in my opinion, through a medical tyranny. And, I mean, if you've got COVID-19 and COVID's the enemy, they got to beat the enemy out of you, right? I mean, I don't really see any other way of looking at that. I mean, if anybody disagrees, I'd love to hear everybody's opinion on that theory, by the way. Maybe they see it as like a ghost or a demon or something. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you see what I'm, but, but see, you're titled with it. You're a, you're po you're a COVID-19 positive now. Well, that's the unseen yeah, yeah. enemy. Now we have a face, now they put a face on it. It's you. Yep. It's a Jew. That's why the, it, but yeah, the Jew is you. <laughs> And yes, whoever gets exactly. it. Exactly. And it's so and, and, what ends would they go to to destroy an enemy? Oh, they're gonna kill us, that's for sure. I mean, this is I believe this is the persecution of Christ all over again. I think it was prophesied. prophesied. <laughs> hey, did you understand what I was talking about, the driver's license thing? Oh yeah. I was like trying freaking out, trying to talk and then I was so annoyed oh, that okay. you can hear me and then 
And then, um, yes, I, I do understand you're saying pay it because they're going to harass me. But, well, um, but a little deeper I'm, than that. What I'm saying, oh, because they're Go going to try to take me to court and try to get jurisdiction over me and put me in a jail and um, where I could possibly die. <laughs> well, I think it's even deeper than that. You know, there's a spiritual side of this, too. It's not, it's like you'll hear people say, you know, and I'm not judging. I mean, every, everybody does have to pick their battles. But what I'm saying is don't forget the aspect of maybe it has nothing to do with what you suffer more than what you stand for. You know, there comes that argument, too. At some point, hey, this may get me shot in the face, but I'm doing the right thing anyway kind of moment. And that moment's different for everybody, you know. I'm not trying to say this is that moment for you. I'm just saying don't forget to consider what is any kind of joinder you ever get in any contract. What does it cost you? Like is the cost-benefit analysis, which would, you know what I'm saying? Just don't think of, don't forget about that aspect is all I'm saying. I have lost her again. Uh, Anybody else? I'd love to hear, honestly, if there's some people on here, I would love to hear, I'm sure John would, what your opinion was about that COVID-19 becoming the enemy (laughs) thing. I really want to hear your perspective on that. And about the business license. What if you just mailed it back to them and didn't use it anymore and then just started doing whatever it is you do to feed your family? I think that's what people need to start doing is get away from the business license and say, hey, I don't need a license to operate. <laughs> well, one one thing about the business license is um, they have the entire economy so immersed in the whole licensing issue. And, um, you know, for instance, like things like being a cab driver or doing something like Uber. Yeah, and I, I really think the licensing on that's pretty insane but um you know when i was working with the guy who was working on the big rigs it's like without a license you couldn't get the wholesale prices like for you to get wholesale prices from other parts companies or whatever you had to have a business license otherwise the state forced that company to sell to you as a regular customer and they had to collect sales tax on it too um, so, you know, one thing with the business license is that the entire uh, economy is so immersed in the idea that you have to have a business license. So if you're the one guy who's kind of going against the grain, then it's a lot harder for you because other companies won't do business with you the same way. And it works like that in automobiles, but I know it doesn't work like that in every single aspect. Like uh, when I was probably 23 or 24, um, you know, I I knew a guy who bought, I mean, he bought a truckload of fireworks, but it filled up his whole garage and, you know, half his house. And we were just hustling fireworks out of the back of our cars and, you know, and his garage, uh, there was no business license for that, and he could get it at wholesale prices because the fireworks market actually isn't that regulated in the state, oddly enough. Hey, <clears throat> listen to this. 
Hey, we just had somebody else raise their hand. Ben All right, Ryan. I'll hold off on this then. Hey, hey how you doing, doing, guys? We're doing pretty how good. Doing? How you doing? All right. Yeah, somebody uh, commented on one of my YouTube videos to check out your call because uh, they said your talk show is very similar to mine, which it is. It's kind of neat to hear. What was your? But what's your name? Brian Parker. I wonder if that's the post I saw today. Uh, might be. I don't know. What, what what post did you see? I can't remember, but some guy was telling. It was a kind of a long thread, and I think can't remember if it was Todd. Or somebody told him, hey, man, you need to come check these guys out. They've No, that wasn't. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's not the same. It may not be the same. Well, Sorry, yeah, I mean, ahead, I but... think Brian Parker, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're friends on Facebook. Oh, are we? Yeah, I've I mean, got the group. I, I uh, so. Yeah, I've got the group in the call for uh, Tactical Sovereignty. If that rings a bell. But anyway, what, you're talking what, what, about business. Tactical sovereignty. Yeah, I think I'm so in that Can you group. link it? In has that board? group has that group been going on for a while? Uh, about five years, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm can in you... that group because I got in that group about the time it got started, um, five years ago. Yeah, it's like so my my name my uh, actual name's Jonathan Cross. So you know you can go okay. through. I, I'm not real active on Facebook. So I wouldn't imagine that you would just notice me as your friend all the time, but yeah, I, I don't really use Facebook like it for the news feed or anything. I use it mostly just for groups. So, but yeah, I wanted to um, mention something about the business license thing, and I think a lot of people, especially right now with what's going on, this really should, you know, I don't know, spark a flame or turn on a light bulb in their head or something. But, you know, you see, like, barbers being arrested, uh, the one in Texas. Uh, there was a gentleman in Michigan that decided, you know what, I'm going to open my shop. Screw y'all. And actually, Michigan militia, militia came and protected his shop and kept the state police from arresting him. <clears throat> but there's also a very simple way uh, of also doing this, and that's not through a business license. And it's actually using one of the back doors that they wrote into the Constitution to protect themselves. If you uh, ever read anything by Carol Quigley, he was a big New World Order guy. And, you know, he was talking about how things would work in the future. And he said, in the future, everything will be run with rings within rings. And I didn't really know what that meant, so I was just, you know, stuck it in the back of my head. But he said... It didn't matter if one ring got exposed and taken down because the members of that ring are members of other rings. You know what I mean? And um, so I, I started thinking about associations. And we all know about homeowners association. So I just went to the Great Oracle and started looking. And sure enough, what do I find? I find the Clerk of Courts Association, County Commissioners Association, Defense Attorneys Association, Prosecutors Association. Judges Association, and we all know about the Bar Association. These are those circles within circles or rings within rings, Carol Quigley was writing about. And interestingly, the Judges Association goes kind of just like um, the bar, goes from being at the state level, and the next level up is up in like D.C. or New York, 
But from there, the Judges Association actually goes to Rome, Italy. It's like, holy crap. So within an association, you've got agreements within the association. You are contracted with each other. And they cannot impede an obligation of a contract. So say you got a barber shop. Instead of just having general public come in, you've got it set up like the Moose Lodge where when they come in, they're a member of your little association. They sign that book at the front door like you do at the Moose Lodge or, you know, VFW or whatever. And you have part of your contract with them is to cut their hair once every three weeks or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And now you've just bypassed the whole business crap and all of that stuff. And the judge or the governor's mandates, which isn't law. Like you said earlier, with what you're reading in the article there, is that all law is reserved for Congress. So all this other stuff, codes, regulations, statutes, mandates, it, that, that's just color of law. But that's not law, it's BS. But anyway, I'll yield with that. I just want to bring up the idea of working through associations just the same exact way as they do. Uh, yeah, um, and actually I believe that you should have unincorporated associations. You know, like the associations that you make, because I can guarantee you right now the bar association is incorporated. But when you get to Temple Bar, it's an unincorporated association. And the reason why Temple Bar is an unincorporated association is because uh, that way you can't sue. Because, like, you can sue an, an incorporated association, but when you get to an unincorporated association, they might be doing things that are conspiracy, but unless you can prove the whole conspiracy, there's no way that you're going to be able to take the association to court, and you're not going to be able to take individual members to court, because they're just going to blame it on other people in the association. Wasn't me. <laughs> Caught me hey, on camera. Just... <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, hey, well, let me read something. Hey. Let me read something real quick. Governor Inslee, okay? This is in the Lindenwood Times. Um, you can find it on the old internet. Just put in uh, Governor Inslee. Anyway, he lays out a statewide contact tracing plan for COVID-19, right? And this is what the quote is. It doesn't have it in quotes, but for those individuals that refuse to cooperate with contact tracers or refusing testing will not be allowed to leave their homes or purchase the basic necessities for such as groceries and or prescriptions. The thing about this is, the reason I'm putting this out there is because that is an incredible statement for anyone to make. And if anybody can help me try to determine if that's true, I would appreciate it. And didn't you didn't hold on a second. There's something else supposed to be going on in Washington my wife was telling me about. I want to have her look it up. It's pretty intense. But if anybody has anything on that, I'd appreciate it. Well, I don't know, but hey, going back to your whole, uh, you know, having a war on the on COVID nineteen and yeah, yeah, that yeah, making yeah. people enemy combatants. 
So uh, it's Article 3, Section 3. Treason against the United States shall consist only in the levying of war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses of the same over act or on confession in open court. But, uh, you know, you could definitely say that while you're hosting the COVID-19 inside of your body, they could say that you're bringing aid and comfort to that enemy. Yep. I mean, it makes you, dude, it makes you ground zero. I mean, if you, <laughs> that is some dangerous, dangerous language. Dangerous language. They've never declared Spanish influenza or anything else an enemy of the state. I mean, that tells you, dude, what they're moving towards. If that does not, I mean, come on. I mean, again, we were already basically there, and then the COVID came out and just... uh you know, just accelerated the gas pedal towards the tyranny level. Oh, yeah. But still, I mean, it's like, again, in my opinion, I think people are waking up like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this ain't what we thought it was, man. I will say, though, like the gentleman was talking about, or Brian was talking about with the guy, and I think it was a barber in Michigan, and, uh, I mean, I never thought I'd see people going into a Capitol building with guns and bulletproof vests off before, and I sure as hell didn't think it would be in Michigan. So, you know, I'm still a little taken back by that. So, you know, go Michigan. I'm glad they helped that what? barber out. Well, why didn't you think it'd be in Michigan, man? I don't know, dude. I just didn't expect it to be Yankee State. <laughs> I kind of thought it'd be in the South a little bit, you know? I don't know if you can really call Michigan a Yankee state. It sure as hell ain't Tennessee or Virginia or South Carolina. They're not, but I don't know if they're quite Yankee. Pretty damn Yankee. Can you hear me? I can can hear you now. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was thinking what he said. He was talking about contracts. He was talking about if people go in and sign a contract, then they can't interfere with it which is true, I learned that a while ago. The government doesn't have the right to interfere with a contract. So that would work. But what if those of us that believe in God wrote out a contract between us and God and signed that and just handed that to him and not said a word? Say, sorry, I'm under contract. You want to hear a funny story? Right, sure. So I had to go to court for the IRS stuff, right? And there's this three-hour deposition thing because I kind of screwed up a little bit in my first round, so I had to go back for a second. And JC was there for that one. And uh, when I went in the back, you know, him and I talked about it. We, you know, went over language and possible questioning, stuff like that. So I had to be very careful about what I said and how I said it. So I wanted to be an honor too, you know. But toward the end, it just got to the point where it was like, okay, this is silly. You know, let's just stop this game. Here's the deal. I'm not a citizen of the United States. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I have, my king is Yahweh and Jesus Christ. That's it. I said, I just, that's my God. I can't bow to yours. And they said, well, who's, who's our God? I said, well, at the moment it's Donald Trump. 
I said, look, I'm not coming against you. I'm not telling you you can't tax each other. I said, as a matter of fact, you can tax each other into oblivion for all I care. All I'm saying is I'm not a member of your state. I'm a member of the kingdom of heaven. We just come from different kingdoms. Now, if you believe I owe you anything, just give me a verified claim, bill of particulars, and uh, I'll take care of it right now. Hey, since, since we're... Since we're on the so, whole contract thing, well, I, I went ahead and okay, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to. So you see how I use the kingdom, like I mean, and it's not not a derogatory angle or anything, but the contract's kind of already there. It's bought in blood. We're not our own, right? So we're actually property now. So we're property of the kingdom of heaven. So technically. There is a private contract, and if you know, if you believe the Judeo-Christian Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again the third day, and bore the you know the brunt of our sin, took away our sin, that contract is in place, and that means they can't trespass. Of course, you know they may cut your head off, but they still can't take your soul, and you know they respected that. In in my situation, you know there's obviously other things that went into it, but that that right there is exactly what you were just saying just use the kingdom because that's what the kingdom is for you're supposed to be in his kingdom anyway right so sorry john go ahead. i just want to finish that statement no that's all good but since we're since the whole contract to the constitution thing's still coming up um i i figured i would go ahead and play some of this audio and then kind of go over a couple of things that she's saying without really realizing she's saying that so so i got it pulled up right here okay so you swore an oath to uphold the laws of the united states like the united states constitution correct, correct. in article one section 10 it says that no state can make law to impair the right or the uh, obligations of private contracts that man has the right to privately contract with his fellow man. So what do you consider? It can't be a one-sided contract. How is it a one-sided contract? Well, it's a contract that you're talking about selling marijuana. How is that a one-sided contract? Because he's offering to sell it, and the person didn't want to buy it. So the what if somebody called him up? I mean, I don't know anybody who just walks around with marijuana and says, hey, you got to buy this marijuana. Typically, I don't know. I don't typically know. people who sell marijuana have other people who call them and say, hey, I wish to buy a product here? from you. Is that what happened in this case? I have no clue what happened well, in the, this case. The person that did not buy it was a wildlife officer, so I hope that he He didn't officer. offer to sell it to a wildlife officer. It doesn't matter. The point is nobody, no deputy, no clerk is going to come over there and preside over a court that is not... Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I had a good chuckle from that. But check this out. <laughs> what, what she literally is saying is she's saying, had the wildlife officer wanted to buy the marijuana, it would have been perfectly cool. <laughs> there would have been a private contract established and they couldn't do anything. That's literally what she was saying. She goes, you mean the private contract about selling marijuana? Yeah. Well, there can't be a one-sided contract. That was her legal argument. This is a magistrate judge. This is someone in a judicial capacity. 
<laughs> and right after she slick. told me that that she upholds the laws of the United States and the United States Constitution, so she couldn't do what we were asking her to do, is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. She's the same one that said God created North Carolina. <laughs> Remember, I said what? God didn't create North Carolina. <laughs> Shaman was like, I, I can guarantee that I went to seminary. <laughs> Whoa! Like you're crazy, lady. Hmm. You're crazy, man. You've been smoking that weed. They got evidence for. I think that gets into the whole separation of the two states, though. Because there's the state of, and then there's the actual state. Because the state of is the corporation, but the actual state is the land. The, the state, no, the state is is a corporation. The state. When the state, yeah. yeah, when the state was originally established, because what is a corporation? It's a body politic. What is the state practice? The practice is politics all the time, and it's a body of multiple people. It's always been a corporation. Okay. State to be the land, but if you look up the state of, then that's the corporation. There's always an of in there. That's one yeah, thing I see, realized state, when I was studying. See, there there was no state of until after the uh, Civil War. Like before the Civil War, it was just South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina, New York. You know, it was there was no hey, state of. Some of them were actually called the Corporation of Ohio or Corporation of. Oh, I didn't know that. Or the district yeah, way back of, in the day. like the district yeah, of Virginia. I still loved when I was arguing with the freaking clerks because I had fun with that. Because when I filed my claim, I had to argue with the clerks. And I was like, well, you know, there's two counties, right? And she looked at me like I was stupid. And I said, well, there's the county itself, which is the physical area. And then there's the county of, which is the actual corporation. And I said, yeah, you were not. There's only one county. There's only one county, I think, brother. There's only one state. Well, so if, I mean, I mean obviously you can't go out and see the lines that. on the ground, but no, there is just a no geographical state. location that they consider to be the county. That's separate than the actual corporation. That's the area that the corporation believes they have control over. I would, <laughs> I would respectfully disagree with that. Well, that's cool. That's my. The county is charged. The county can only be chartered by the state. I mean, it's all one entity. It's all one big business. The land is just the land. I mean, that's just what the creator created, right? Well, yeah. That's why, but... I mean, you remember Clint Eastwood always used to just ride into Mexico? He didn't have a passport? He could just oh, go to Mexico yeah, and come true. back. I mean, it's because they didn't, I mean, they recognize states. Don't get me wrong, because, I mean, to say that there's no state, I mean, technically it doesn't exist, but it's there. Um, Did I ever tell you guys time, about when I went and filed my paperwork? Well, the, let me I don't know if I told you guys about at that. The same, at the same time, okay, there is no state without a state of mind. In other words, it's like everybody's just kind of roaming the earth, and then somebody said, hey, let's start a thing and call it a colony. Or we'll start a thing and call it a business, or we'll call it a corporation. Yeah, like we'll if, if most of the people died and there was only a few people left and none of them ever heard of the state, then it no longer exists. Well, it never existed <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. It only that, I mean, this, in the mind of man. Right, there you go. It only It's just an imagination, an image. 
the representation, which is a fiction in law, right? A state just represents something else, just like an association represents something, or a church even represents something, right? The many bodies. Technically, That's why, even a contract represents something. <laughs> of course. It's all hieroglyphics, man. <laughs> yeah. It's all symbolism. symbolism. It's just a way to recognize yep. a thought. Yep. Like you see, you see a cross, and you automatically associate that, right, through association to this corpse or to this body. What's the body? The body's the church, the many members which come together and assemble themselves to form what? The church of God. See how, see how it works? But technically within that church, there's still Timmy, Johnny, Ronnie, Susie, Bobby, you know, Diane. Did I ever tell you guys a story about me and filing my paperwork? Because I got the head clerk in trouble. <laughs> I think you told us. I, some, didn't, didn't you tell us a bunch of stuff about two months ago or a month and a half ago? Oh, it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I've been working my new job for six months, so I get I get up really early, so I don't usually stay up at night. Yeah, I remember. I, I don't remember your name. I have to apologize, but I do remember your voice and I remember your story. Scott. Okay. Yeah. But um, I went to file my claim, and the this was on a Friday. And the head clerk, I tried to explain to her that this is not a complaint. This is a claim. And she's like, well, you have to file it as a complaint. And I said, I do not. I, I want to file it as a claim. And she didn't want to let me file it as a claim. And I explained to her, this is not in your court, because she was trying to change it. I said, this is in my court. And she's like, well, go and file it in your court then. So I left. I said, okay, thank you, walked away. But then I wrote a letter to the head judge before I left after making like six phone calls sitting in the car. And I dropped the letter off in the administration office for the head judge, explaining to her the situation, you know, saying, and wording it very carefully. And then when I came back Monday for the hearing that I had Monday, I went by the clerk's office to drop off paperwork before the hearing to send up to the judge. And she's like, oh, you can file your claim now. <laughs> she was all nicey-nice after that because I got her in trouble. <laughs> they have to let you file the paperwork even though they don't think they do. Yeah, they've been stopping filing a lot of paperwork now for the better part of a year. They're just refusing to file the paperwork for a lot of people now. I just think that they didn't know that they had to. I wrote the head judge, and they followed oh. it right away. Yeah, they knew. I bet you I'm the only person in this county to open their own court, too. You would actually be surprised about that. You know, it, like, people of status in the society, like... Uh, they they take away the law for the common individual, the common man, the common woman. But be, best believe me, they they keep the law amongst themselves and amongst people in upper class of society. That makes sense. So you know, like uh, for instance, I'll I'll just give one example. 
um when i was going through the law library uh it has like in corpus juris secundum and i was really surprised to see those because it was the federal edition but it had like three or four books on divorce law and um of course that means that people are having divorce court in federal federal court federal district court and for having three three books on it it was the book on the jury trial of a uh, of a family court case and this is what i'm saying is that they keep they keep the true law for themselves because that's the way it should be everywhere and almost no state allows a jury trial for a family court case And just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, if you don't have the right to a jury trial or a trial by jury, then it is not a judicial proceeding at all. And the reason for that is the separation of, of, the, of the state, of the three branches of government. And there is no way to be fully rest assured that that separation of powers actually works unless the people have the ability to exercise one of those branches and so we have the right to exercise the judicial branch of government over each other or upon one another it's really just that simple Well, that's kind of a slow night, huh? What's yeah, going on, hey, man, Civics? What's up? I was just going to ask you to post that uh, article up in the Constitution. Which article? The one about the the uh, treason. Well, I can't. I can't the treason? Yeah, for the enemy of the state thing. Um, I mean, I'll just post up the Constitution, and uh, it is Article 3, Section 3. So it's in the Judicial Article, and it is Section 3. And then I'll go over something real quick in the Judicial Article that's, that's pretty interesting. Because here's where their jurisdiction lies, and they spell it out right here. The judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under this Constitution, the laws of the United States, the treat and treaties made, or which shall be made under their authority to all cases affecting ambassadors, other public ministers, and councils, to all cases of admiralty and maritime jurisdiction, to controversies to which the United States shall be a party, to controversies between two or oh, more states, like between a state and a citizen of another state, between citizens of different states, between citizens of the same state claiming lands under grants of different states, and between a state or the citizen thereof and foreign states, citizens or subjects. So that pretty much breaks down in a nutshell where their jurisdiction lies. It'd just be interesting to see as people wake up and they're starting to see just how much control 
And, you know, it's like it's like watching somebody wake up and stretch, and they're just now opening their eyes and all that sleepies in there. And it's like, wait a minute, I left this guy in charge of watching my house while I was sleeping, and then I wake up and the guy's got me in a cage. What's up with this? That's That's kind of what it reminds me of. And I think it's going to be neat and a bit rough watching that kind of take place. Um, I saw an article today. I wish I kept it, but basically it was saying that, you know, they're going to keep pressing this, pressing this until people get a little more and more and more angry. Then they're going to open it up and everybody's going to be out association, associating, and then it's supposed to get rougher again. And then they're going to lock it down even harder. Then people are going to get really pissed. And then that's when they'll start really kind of laying into some of their have to haves. Have to have to be. Able. Did you hear about the boost card, John? The boost card. What's the boost card? This new three. This new three trillion dollar package they're working on. Oh, I thought they put another three trillion dollar package through. I don't know if it went all the way through. It's proposal on Forbes as of. I don't know. I can't. I don't have my glasses on. Anyway, they're working on that, and it's talking about giving the stimulus proposal of two thousand dollars plus a monthly payment. The one, it's, it's supposedly, till one year after the crisis ends. What two thousand dollars, like UBI? Well, like, all right, let's say, which I'm not going to get any because they don't send me anything anymore. But here. Like if you're a husband and wife and you have two kids, you're gonna get like eight grand a month. And then, no, just for the initial, like that initial uh, boost. And then it's a thousand dollars a month until after the crisis ends. The interesting thing is, I'm trying to find any. I really cannot see without glasses. And I don't have any. But it it said in there, as I recall reading and you guys can look it up yourselves, they're going to put it on a boost card. And I wonder what the attachments are. Remember how we were talking about in China, you get the credit, the red, green, blue, or whatever it is system? Yeah. The social credit scoring? Do what? The social credit scoring, or you mean like the uh, the COVID... Like the way they help no. health classify people. I just found it. No, it's it's 2, where you. Two thousand a month and a thousand per month for a year. It yeah. says it's updated May seventh. Automatic boost to Communities Act. It's like I'm saying. I wonder if the boost card is like China's credits because they haven't. Like they're going to put all this money on it. They're going to send you a check and they're not going to give you cash. They're going to put it on a boost card, which now they're just moving you more toward cashless. I just wonder what all this, the little fine print attachments are to using, like, hey, because they're sending it. Listen, it listed it. They're sending it to non, non-citizens, non-taxpayers. Like, you don't have to have any. Resident and non-resident aliens. Yeah, they're sending it to everybody. And, and I, you know, I can't imagine they're doing this because they love you. So I just wonder what, like, I'll bet to use that card. You either have to have a social or get a social or get a vaccinate. There's going to be some kind of catch to it. 
But they're going to send a shitload of money out, and I just think they're buying everybody's soul, dude. They're going to just see how many people just keep licking it up. Like, okay, let's give them this little $1,215, $3,700 this first time, and then we'll pull them in on the second one. Disgusting. The ABC Act would be funded directly from the Treasury with no additional debt issued by minting two $1 trillion platinum coins. What? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, I mean, they, they were talking about that years ago, uh, doing the platinum trillion dollar coin. I, I just... Now, instead of accruing I, I more debt, even... we have trillion dollar coins laying around not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you can oh, even go pick digital currency. The proposal also outlines the possibility of using infrastructure behind the boost card system to create a digital dollar account wallet or a digital currency based on the U.S. dollar. These would be granted as Fed accounts. Hey, did you click on the boost card in the article? On Forbes, yeah. Oh, you must have. Never mind. Yeah, they they were talking about doing the trillion dollar coin back in... Uh, 2012, when you remember the fiscal cliff that they kept talking about, they kept saying, we're going to be going over this fiscal cliff. And I I even remember, um, who's that character from The Simpsons, the really rich one? I can't believe I just forgot. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Yeah, I even remember Mr. Burns doing like a little graft um you know animation of it and he's like he's driving a car he's like it's like your car is driving up up this hill of the steep mountain and then it drops off that's hilarious (laughs) hey john can i read this real quick uh yeah man there's the abc act would provide a $2,000 one-time payment to every person in America, including dependents, and would follow that up with an additional $1,000 per month up to a year after the COVID-19 emergency ends. So if that lasts three years, they're still going to—they're saying they're still going to pay you. Man, they're just nationalizing everything. But anyway, if you can read more on the specifics of the proposal in this overview, and it has a, a separate link, um, it's interesting reasons other than the possible second stimulus payment, it proposes the payments be distributed via prepaid U.S. debit cards managed by the U.S. Treasury. Yeah, I got more about that, too. Uh, The Fed accounts would be made available to all United States citizens, United States residents, and domestic businesses along with associated services, including debit cards, online account access, automatic bill pay, mobile banking, and ATMs maintained in conjunction with the United States Postal Services at its physical locations. So they'd be yeah, turning it into one over. big U.S. bank. They're just taking over yeah, everything the Fed had control scary. over. It would be They're one taking giant over everything U.S. bank. That's well, crazy. I mean, I was actually watching a, um, a news report yesterday that was talking about, uh, you know, can capitalism survive the whole COVID crisis and talking about how everything in the markets, everything in our lives is becoming 
more socialistic and it's going to become more socialistic over the next year as you know you have food shortages supplies start to dry up supply chains get broken and uh it, it was a pretty interesting article it was about 10 minutes as a little video but I, I wonder if i can find that i'll post that up if i can Makes me very excited. I'm getting. Hey, we have a 716 out. caller with their hand up. So, 716, you've been unmuted. How you doing, fellas? Hope everything's well. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, cool. Um, just a you know, simple idea about the boost card. Um, getting onto a boost card, you're going to need one of the facilities to go use it, which means you're going to need the COVID okay test um probably to use it so um i mean just think of that as a compound thought um, and, and what if licenses i question um you know i sign up for a license you know it, it, there's a presumption that i'm working under it um but nothing says i'm working under it or acting under it um whatever verbiage you choose to use um 24 7. um it, it, it's my introduction or, or, or or take my own stand. Um, um, and, uh, okay, now we can't hear you so much. You keep on uh, breaking okay. in and out, man. Am I there now? Hello? bitch. Hello? Okay. Can hear you a little better there. I don't know what's going on, bud. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd probably be better with a lightning rod, just drop dropping ideas. Um, if you said like license, what I think of a license, you know, I don't act under twenty percent. I don't understand. You know, that that's a matter for. I guess somebody else to decide um, if you let it be. Um, but but uh, yeah, the, the boost card, the boost card is you know that would worry me. You know, I mean, all of this worries me. Scary stuff, you know. Um, and like you guys are making the connection, you know, it's a boost card. It's a, you know you got to have COVID okay um, to get their stuff or use use their facilities. Um, you know, I'm ready to go Amish, <laughs> quite honestly. You know, and just clean it off. But um, again, that's uh, that's a big life decision. But yeah, yeah. I mean, all this, all the, all the rest of it's just mud to me. You know, it's just all just muddy waters. You know, um, men and women acting in dishonor. You know, faithless, godless. You know, everybody's living in their head, forgot their heart. Doesn't even know where it lives, you know. Scary, man. Not everybody. I'm sorry. It's it's abroad. But, yeah. um, Anyway. um, (coughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, the separation from self. 
is the way I feel it, you know. Since I've, since I've turned off, let's say, uh, mainstream um, for the most part, uh, yeah, it's become a little more clear. You know, there's less, let's call it white noise. Um, to muddy the mind. Um, well, the uh, time for better hobbies. Um, but yeah, the boost card. That's a son bitch. You know, it's uh, I, I would say a training and or getting under your skin. You know, for lack of a better uh, pun, I suppose. Uh, anyway, um, I'm curious, curious as to your thoughts as to how any of this might link up. You know, it's a spiritual malady, just like most things. Um, let me, yeah, I say preciousness, but uh, yeah, I had my trouble and, and worked through a 12 step program, you know, several years ago, which is another, you know, spiritual way. Or, uh, yeah, reacquaintance, let's say, getting reacquainted. Um, I'm trying to remain an honor, like Carol says, you know. Almost like holding court all day. Who doesn't? What man doesn't? Every day I'm making decisions to stay in honor or not. It's, 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 it's harsh that we've become so desensitized to that, to, to, to accepting so many lies, so many mistruths, so many misleading ideas. You know, it's crazy stuff, man. Scary, scary, scary time to be alive right now, quite honestly. You know, it's frightening. At least for me, you know. Fun times. You know, I'm right there with you fellows, you know. Or if you guys every day. But um, I'd like to mute out if I could. I probably said way too much. Um, Do what? Do what? I probably said way too much. No, man, we like it when people talk on our show. (laughs) God bless you, Sean. Uh... Yeah. You know, as long as they're not nuts, and even we give those guys a little while. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> me, that's me, man. I think outside the box, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you think, man, like, the, the ways to – it's amazing when you sit down and you think of the simplicity of how you fix this. It's through knowledge, caring for your neighbor, basically loving your neighbors yourself because nobody's going to be doing all this crazy stuff to each other if they care about one another, you know? It could all be fixed so easily. If people could just realize, wow, I can make a cheeseburger without a little piece of paper being on the wall. I can make a cheeseburger just fine. They got everybody buffaloed into thinking that they can't fart without permission. And, you know, they tested the theory. Everybody stay home. Everybody's like, uh, Okay. 
I mean, I get it at first, couple, three weeks. Hey, is this thing real? Is it really a bomb out there? What's going on? Is this? But good Lord. Just craziness, man. And now they're not, like in Tennessee, they're not opening pools. Like, why? Are they out of chlorine? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. It's like, oh, but you can go to Walmart. You can go to Walmart and grab everything in the store and look at it, and the swells can come right along behind you, but don't jump in the water. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just this idiocy at its at its height. Did you guys see what and happened on the beach? Which thing? Where they were going to arrest that lady, and then everybody else just walked on the beach, and then they left her alone. Mm-mm. But that's awesome. Was that in California? I'm not sure, but I know the one lady went out oh. on the beach, and she's like, "Look at this, guys. This is ridiculous. They're going to arrest me, and I didn't do anything." Come on, guys, help me yeah. out. And everybody walked on the beach, and the cops let her go because they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> There's like 100 people here. We better not do this. <laughs> Can I interject on that thought? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it sounds like the militia made their own uh, grand jury. I'm going to mute out again. In a way, that's kind of what everybody's doing is making their own grand jury, holding, holding them accountable, saying, hey, you can't do this. You work for us. We're the people. Stop. Self-governance. They can only govern you if you, if you give them consent. Oh, as soon as people are starting to stand up saying, we do not consent. Uh, Caroline right in the chat saying, dude, they got us to stay in by saying it would only be two weeks, three months later, dot, dot, dot. Man, anybody who thought that this was only going to last two weeks when, you know, when they started out the whole thing they were talking about, it could last up to a year and a half was maybe they might find the constellation gullible up in the sky tonight. So anybody who believed that you're only going to stay looking, you know, stay in your house for two weeks, you should go outside tonight and try and find the gullible constellation. It is up there. I promise. I wouldn't lie to you. It's a really pretty constellation. You, you wouldn't imagine it, but the stars actually spell out the word gullible. And if you can't find it, then you should probably go outside the city or someplace where it gets a little bit dark or maybe on top of a mountain or something. If you, if you sit there and listen long enough, you might hear something or see something or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, you know, again, For every thing the bad people are doing, you've got a bunch of good people over here doing the opposite. And then there's, you know, so let's just say it's 3 or 5% on either side, and you've got that, you know, 90 to 94% in the middle. It just kind of goes with the flow. I mean, that's the thing. I think the numbers that are waking up, though, are dramatic. I I would say probably more than any time in the last 100 years, people are probably waking up. Now, 
the problem is going to be getting good information out there that's actually lawful, actually stable, peaceful, um, getting people in a situation that's very volatile, very upsetting, um, to kind of go about it in a way that <laughs> is peaceful. That's going to be very difficult. I mean, it's like they were saying today that even if the economy recovered this summer, like even if it got rolling again, that out of those 34 to 37 million people that are unemployed, 40% of those jobs are gone forever, never to come back. Like those 40% will never, ever get a job where they were at before. And those jobs are probably gone for good. And they're estimating that number to be at 14 million people, which is, I forget the percentage, higher than it was in 08, 09. Or was that 12? I could be wrong. 08 was a bad year, too. So, <clears throat> I mean, dude, this has got to be devastating. You know, and I've got a cousin who more or less said, well, if they can't stay in their house for at least a year without working, then they just didn't make good decisions in their lives. Like, well, not everybody's a doctor, man. You know, there's doctors going to be filing bankruptcy. It's going to be very, very interesting this winter, man. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but with the meat shortage and everything, I think everybody better band together and kind of think more communal self-sustaining, growing foods, trading, bartering, looking out for each other. That's how you win this thing. You basically just show you don't need them. You just yeah, do it ourselves. The all together. Yeah. They don't they don't they need us, not the other way around. Help the neighborhood, help your neighbors, help each other. Like you said earlier, just show that you care about other people. Yeah, you don't have to fight. Just don't participate in their system. Let it just fade away. Forced consent is not consent. But they're, you know, they're sending people money. People want money. They're just doing what Caesars have always done. They're buying off the people. Hey, Brian Parker has his hand back up. I don't know how you got Yo. me. Brian, you're, you're back in. Hey, brother. Yeah, my phone crashed. A couple times it's crashed Bummer. during this call, which is weird. Um, but I, I want to point out something, and that is when we look back at different things that have happened in history, there's always multiple reasons why things occurred. And uh, even a statement by um, Roosevelt, he said, politically, nothing happens by accident. It's all planned. And... Well, he wasn't just talking about politically. He he said anything that you hear about in the news, business, or politics didn't happen by chance. It was all planned. It, it was yeah. a lot closer to that. But, yeah, he's talking about news, business, or politics, that everything that goes on in the news was pre-planned beforehand. Well, and this is definitely a, a political event anyway, so... You know, and you and you're correct. It, all of those things are lumped in with what you said. But and so what I want to point out is since last October, I was pointing to people saying, "Yo, take a look here. 
um, I don't remember who was just speaking, but they brought up like the crash of like 08, 09. At that time, the TARP bailout happened, where the banks were bailed out for roughly $850 billion or something, and everybody freaked out. People were tripping out. This is BS, you know. Well, what happened two months later? Two months later, the housing bubble crashed, and the whole freaking economy went down. People were losing their jobs, losing their homes, things like that. And so when I saw the amount of money since the third week of September of last year that was being pumped into the banks by the Federal Reserve, I was like, whoa, hold on, guys. 2020 is not going to be good. And I had people going, what are you talking about? It's like, just look. Look at what happened in the past, and that's your prediction for the future. Now, at the same time, you brought up food. Farmers, <clears throat> for a few months now, have been complaining about their crops with the grand solar minimum in that they haven't been able to get the crops off in time, haven't been able to plant them as soon as possible. They've dropped as much as a 60% capacity in their crops. And if you go and research, uh, even as of a year and a half ago in Asia, they were complaining about whiskey shortages. Okay, well, what's used for whiskey? Your barley, you know, all of those things that come from the crops. They were having problems already over there. And so it's like, well, that's what we're seeing right now, that one-two punch. We're seeing possible food shortages, you know, and problems within the fiscal community. And it's almost like they use this as a cover so we won't look at those things. That's my opinion anyway. And I yield, I'll meet back up. Crap, I have my phone here. Hey, Brian, if you don't mind, I uh, I couldn't tell when you said your last name. I couldn't make it out. What what did you say your last name was? His last name's Parker. That's Brian Parker. Oh. He, he runs the group Tactical Sovereignty on Facebook. Okay. So if anybody That's wishes okay. to go over to Tactical Sovereignty after the call, I'm sure I'm sure he'll probably hook people up with uh with a membership. I don't mean to be speaking on your behalf, Brian. He was actually muted. Brian, you there? Yeah, I'm here, and that's fine. And when you say I run it, I don't really like saying something like that. It, to me, it's a group effort. <clears throat> the reason why I started the group was because when I first started using the computer and stuff, and I wanted to save things I was researching and start looking into these things, I would see an option that said save to Facebook group. I'm like, oh, what's that? So I started a secret group. And a couple of friends found out I had a secret group. And they're like, uh, Brian, you need to open that up and make it public for everybody. And I looked into it. And I'm like, yeah, making it public, that's not a good thing. So I made a private group or a closed group. And I was shocked that within months, Tons of people were researching. They wanted they wanted to come to the group. They wanted to learn the same things, go through the files that we have and stuff like that. 
And right now we're knocking on the door of 12,000 people. And that's after, here's the thing. They, they love their holidays, especially like New Year's. And on New Year's, I got, my house got burned. I got burned out of my home, lost everything. And the two or three days after that, I lost about 15 or 20% of the membership of the group at the same time. I thought that was kind of weird. But anyway, it's recouped. More people. And I, I really don't care how many members we have. It's just a place where I was storing my information that I was researching and looking at. And other people could follow my path if they wanted. That's all. And I'll yield back up. I'm having a hard time finding it on Facebook for some reason. I think it's called Tactical Sovereignty's Secrets. That's it. Go ahead and join. Start me type in. I don't have my reading glasses with me. It looks like a big blur. Do you do any kind of radio shows or anything? He's got a I think he muted back out again. YouTube. I Googled it. He's got a talk show and he's also got a YouTube channel. We should probably talk to him sometime this week after the show or something. That's weird. Anyway, still there, JC? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, Brian, put his hand back up. Yeah, I was just hey, gonna Brian. say I can go and I was gonna say I can I go know. and drop the link in the chat. I'll have to back out of here and come back in. Uh, but yeah. There's, I've got the talk show um, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. and um, my YouTube channel, Brian Parker Tactical Sovereignty. Most of my content is in my created playlist. I created way over 200 of those, and they're all topic specific as far as like getting the actual title for your car, you know, MCO or MSO, things like that. Hey, I just dropped a. Uh, I just dropped my video on one of your posts. I'm gonna post it up in my tactical sovereign group. 
Yeah, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, whenever you do these, you know, every Wednesday night, if you want to share it to the group, feel free to do so. And uh, yeah, fact, I'll, I'll I'll start posting up every Wednesday that that I'm, uh, you know, that the show's gonna be on because we're here every Wednesday from nine until most of the time until eleven, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I've I've been a part of that group like I said probably for the past five years. So, or, or about well, the time you actually started it. I was thinking, JC, um, well, what I'll do is I'll go into the group this evening and I will click pre-approved for all your posts. That way, whenever you're doing your podcast, you don't have to wait for me to approve your post when you send it there. It'll automatically go in. Yeah, that would be cool. And, yeah, when um, I when I start doing some videos, um, you know, I'll start posting it up in there because I, I just got a green screen. Like I, I've done this one video talking about what really happened at the Boston Tea Party, because it's not how how they teach you in school. And well, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things that they tell us aren't like, you know, how the Vietnam War even got started. That was totally Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so what I was actually, what I was thinking, promote your uh, Wednesday night uh, podcast you do here. Um, I just cleaned my slate for my podcast. This last week we had Clint Richardson on. He did uh, Meet Your Straw Man or Killing Your Straw Man, something like that. He's got great info. But, yeah, Clint Richardson was just on this last Sunday. And he was the last one I had scheduled. So, if hey, I'll, you come, I'll come on and be a guest, like you know, and well, Sean well, that's come what I'm, on and be a guest. We could, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, this Sunday evening, if you and a couple of your moderators here want to come on, and we can all just sit and have a chat like you're having right now, you know, and you know, promote your podcast as well. I think we we all we got to get together. That's the problem. They want to separate us. Social distancing? What are they trying to do? They're trying to separate hey, us. Well, hey, guess brother, what? We need to get together. I, I get it. I mean, when I was doing the Just Conspiracy channel, you know, everything I would say at the end is, you know, I'm Just Conspiracy, and I just wish to conspire with other good people of the planet to leave a better world for future generations than the world we all grew up in. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, we should all get together. Hey, Brian. All right. Yeah, what's up, brother? Hey, this is Sean. If you could join the Common Law Shamanism page on Facebook, and I'll go ahead and open that up to you, and if you'll open up uh, your channel as well, because I do little videos from time to time. Hey, you yeah, want me to right. send you a link? Hey, Sean, you want me to send you a link? Okay. I found it. Send me an invite on, on Facebook okay. or whatever for the group. All righty, I'll do it. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's actually so kind of cool groups. to have you on, on my show, like, because, uh, you know, I'm for real. I used to, when I was on Facebook, like, five years ago, I don't know if you ever remember me doing this, but, you know, I would go through and post up, like, uh, pictures from law books down at the law library and have, like, parts of it underlined and um, kind of explain explain some of the things kind of like you like I was putting up my own research and 
trying to share that with people. And of course, I kind of got off Facebook because I just got, I just got sick of the kind of pointless arguing with people. I remember being on a um, Facebook group that was kind of dedicated to Carl Lentz. And, uh, you know, there was this guy giving this other gentleman blatantly wrong information. Like, it was just patently false. And this other guy is like, oh, yeah, you know, I get it. And I, I didn't want him going down the wrong path. So I started showing him, like, in the law books, you know, why that information was wrong. And they ended up booting me from the page. I was like, whatever. That guy actually ended up calling me, though. And uh, uh, I, I probably still have his number in my phone. But, yeah, he was like, yeah, that, that group was kind of weird. Well, you know, one of the things that have always cracked me up is people, you've got people talking crap back and forth to each other, and then you've got people go out saying, oh, they're a shill, they're a troll. It's like, you know what? The government doesn't have to pay for or fund government shills and trolls because it seems like we are all doing it to ourselves very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we are. And, and one thing is, like, you want to know how you can spot a shill or some t something like that really, really easily. It's, it's about this easy. If they can't back up what they're telling you and they tell you to trust them and not go look it up for yourself, you shouldn't trust that individual. You know what I mean? And if they aren't open to debates of other opinions, like just look at how the government is acting about the COVID-19 right now. Okay. We're going to censor freaking medical doctors just because they're saying something outside the norm. We're going to tell people not to go and look it up for themselves to make sure that they trust us and all of our sources, not to go and listen to anybody else because it could be dangerous for them. You know, everything they're doing is like, just shows who they are. I don't know. It's so frustrating to me sometimes. Well, you know, what, Jonathan, and I, choose, I, I was going to say, I do remember your name. That's, I've got a really good memory. I remember the name Jonathan Cross. And I'm sorry, I just stepped on somebody. But I want to say as well, when you talk about resources, go to the resources. Go to the peer-reviewed white papers that this doctor... I call him Fraudsy, his <laughs> because he talks totally different to his peers than he talks on the mic. On, in his white papers, he says, this is nothing more than the common flu. It will only affect a small percentage of people. Da, da. And then the next day, he goes on and talks all this crap. And if anybody wants to see that paper, you can go on my personal Facebook page, Brian Parker, and just type in the search um, resources, and I've got my whole list of resources right there. So, well, I, I was actually, when I was on the Facebook page, it looked like you were advertising a Tuesday night um, talk shoe. So do you do your talk shoe on Tuesday or Sunday? Because... I do it on Sunday. If you go to my 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 personal Facebook, what you're gonna see is the picture of Neil standing there holding out his hand. And then my icon is I am. And it's Brian Parker, Brian with a Y, B R Y A N. 
I'm Scottish. Y is Scottish, I is Irish. I'll tell you the biggest thing for me that shows that somebody's a shill, or at the very least, not worth arguing with, and that's when they have an opinion, and then you come out and you're like, hey, you know, you're being respectful of their opinion, but then you show them facts that discredit what they're saying because you think you're trying to help them see something that they should see or that you thought they wanted to see, and then they just dismiss it, fight with you, ad hominem kicks in. They don't. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about changing the viewpoint of anything. They just want to be heard. They just want to hear their mouths run. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't necessarily think all of those people are shills. I just think they're stuck in denial and anger, and you know, they haven't gotten to the acceptance stage, and they're you know, sometimes they're still trying to negotiate, but. Most of the time, they're just stuck in anger and denial, cognitive dissonance. Well, I don't look at all of those people as shills. Well, Jonathan, that they're stuck in their opinion. It's not based on anything. Yeah, it's but they're uh, just stuck. I mean, in their I'm opinion. stuck in my opinion. It just happens to be right. That's all. <laughs> well, I I have an opinion as well, but I show my research where I derived that opinion from. And I show that in the group. Yeah, I mean, brother, I I feel you. I I try and do the same thing, Um, you know, especially when I'm challenged on it. Like, anytime I'm challenged on something, I'll go and pull a resource up really quickly. Here's something that I'm going to be doing. I've been planning on it for about a week now, mostly because I had a few people come to me and ask me to do a video on this because it's something that everybody is missing. Do we, you see all these videos of these police, like, especially like in the UK and stuff, knocking on doors or um, in the parks here or on the beach, and what are they doing? We are trying to protect the public. Isn't that what they're saying? Well, I mean. We've heard that. We need to protect people. You need to protect people. Well, let's go back to all these freaking shootings that happened. Uh, Let's go to like one of the last big ones, which happened at Marjorie Stallman over here on the other coast of Florida at Parkland. Oh, gee, Parkland. Parkland, that was the name of the hospital JFK went to also. Oh, Marjorie Stallman, her plan was she was against clearing the swamp down here in Florida. But anyway... What were they saying over there? What did the Supreme Court rule? The Supreme Court ruled, and I'll tell everybody what my video is going to be about. I haven't told anybody this yet, but it's going to be about police protection. What did the Supreme Court rule? That the police have no duty to protect you. But what are they doing right now? They're saying that they're trying to protect you. Wait a minute, guys. You can't have it both ways. You can't stand on it in one instance and then in another instance go and try and use it. it does, law doesn't work that way. <laughs> anyway, well, I'll, go I'll ahead, tell bro. you what, I, I agree with you 100%, brother. And I've been seeing these videos going around about police officers, you know, the police officer in their car saying that unconstitutional orders are about to be handed down and they're not going to follow them. And they're calling on other officers not to follow them. 
And, you know, I'm sure that there are going to be some places that are better than others. Like I live in South Carolina and, you know, I just don't see our state government really trying to pull any of that. But, um, you know, I swear that the next new video I see, I'm going to post up the videos, uh, you know, well, have portions of them in a video that I make. And I'm going to be like, hey, if you were so about upholding the Constitution, why didn't you do that before the coronavirus? Like, let's just take any time you arrest somebody for intent to sell, manufacture, distribute any type of illegal substance. Well, they have the right to contract with their fellow man, fellow woman. And that right is secured by the Constitution. It's one of the only rights in the Constitution because, of course, the Bill of Rights is not in the Constitution. It's a separate document. And, um, you know, beyond that, like if you want to go further than that, it, it's expressly prohibited to have a, um, you, you know, a pre-crime, okay, to have a pre-crime, to charge somebody with a crime that they haven't committed yet and have not been caught in the act of committing. Well, again, going back to drugs and illegal substances, what the hell do you think intent to distribute is, right? Like I intend to give the, well, did you get caught actually doing that? No, and it's intent. Anything with intent to do something is not a real crime. Like you don't get charged for intent of bank robbery. You know, like like he got charged with intending to rob a bank. Well, did he rob a bank? No. Well, how can you get charged with intending to rob a bank? You can't. It's silly. But yet when it comes to drugs and free will, you know, choices of what people wish to do with their body, they go around and it's like, oh, well, we're not going to listen to that pre-crime stuff anymore. We're going to go and start jacking people up for what they intend to do. And they might not even intend to do it. We're just going to accuse them of intending to do it. And that's all that's gonna matter. It's insane. He was dropped off at his home yesterday. Well, that's, that's what they're doing with the COVID. You might have COVID, so you're under house arrest. You might get somebody sick, so you have to do this, do this, do this, do this. It's like, good Lord. We don't know that. Hey, Caroline, what's going on? Can you hear me? Uh, kind of. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> tell me I wasn't unmuted all that time. Oh, yeah. We heard everything. I like put. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. We heard they. Oh my god. We heard you. We heard I'm like everything. I'm like trying to think back to what did I say? What was I doing? <laughs> you might as well just forget it, man. You're better off just saying okay and moving on. <laughs> Shit. I'm not even gonna listen to this show again. I'm too scared. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Look, you can just be like, man, you guys always said that because I was high. I ain't mean it though. I was supposed to mute my phone, oh. but I got high. <laughs> yes, exactly. I really mean it. I was gonna, but then I got oh. high. That's right. We know what hurts. I don't know why. On me and I know why. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, um, so my comment earlier where I was saying Okay, now we lost so. That's funny. When know. she wants to talk, you can she mutes herself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what she doesn't want us to hear is like everything's going on, man. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> Well, anyways, it is getting to be 11 o'clock, and um, so uh, stick around and watch. Now I got a green screen, so I'm going to start making some more videos. Sean, you should send me a video of you talking about about the attorneys in the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I got to tell Brian yeah. story one of these days. He'll laugh at that. Uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, Caroline said good night, everybody. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. So yeah, I, I will. I will. All right. Well, we will be back here. What's next week? The twentieth. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be well, the twentieth. I'll 20th, try to catch so. you guys a little more often. It's just. It's hard to stay up this late when I get up real early. Yeah, I'm man, I, I didn't know that you were going to stay on the call the whole night when you were talking about having to get up at 2 a.m. That's well, a oh my gosh, good man. nap today. So if I get up at 2.45, wow, bro. I clean two stores. That's dedication. Oh, a grocery store and a Lowe's. I do it every single day, seven days a week. Sunday, I get to sleep in, though. Sunday, I don't have to go in until, like, 4.30. Uh, <laughs> hey, Scott, JD is saying for thanks for coming show. out. I didn't know JD was yeah. on. Yeah, I'm going to unmute that fool. What's up, JD? Yeah, I'm, I'm on there, too. I can see this. Hey, what's, so, uh, what's up, guys? I've been listening the whole time. Why didn't you talk? <laughs> I've just been sitting here listening. It's kind of windy where I'm at, and uh, it's got a little hot here, and my mic was messed up. Man, dude. You're supposed to be like Gavin. Yeah, no. uh, I know. You guys were all good. Yeah, everybody was all chatting away, so I was, uh, I was, I was in the chat room and stuff. So, well, anyways, we will be back here next Wednesday night at, um, yeah, hey, J.D., is that your friend doing the reverb? Okay, well. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Joe is yeah, awesome. I'm going to mute you back. It's like he didn't talk all night, and then the ooh, first time ooh, he gets on the ooh. phone, feedback. Hey, hey, I, you have been unmuted. How's it going, guys? Aloha. Uh, it's going good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, real hey, you're quick down there in Florida, up. right? I am near Florida, yeah. Upon uh, the yeah, land. Okay. That is commonly referred to as Florida. Yeah. Florida? Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start using that one. <laughs> so, yeah, because that guy, uh, Brian Parker, I believe he said something about um, being around the state of Florida as well. Oh, I'm so. deep in it. I'm deep in it within a mile of the coast. 
No, um, hey, question. I know you guys have talked about those pen recorders and stuff in the past. I'm wondering if you have any brands or any websites you can go to look up that stuff. Or you yeah, recommend? I mean, you know, you can just go like uh, in Google. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know how big of the like how big of a metropolitan area you live in, uh, but if you live in a big enough metropolitan area or a rural enough area, then you can just go down and find like a spy store and they'll have all sorts of hidden cameras, different ways of recording things. And they'll have really, really nice stuff, but they'll have the cheap stuff too that you can get for like a hundred bucks. Well, well, for instance, what, what brand do you use? Say like, do you use a pen recorder? Yeah, I use the 2K HD pen recorder. Two. 2K HD. Yeah, it's it's HD2, HD 2K camera pen, and it comes from uh, Pen Recorder Pro. I think that's PenRecorderPro.com. Pen. So I'm and sorry. it will do. Pen it'll Recorder do, what? The... Uh, PenRecorderPro.com. Got it. Uh, and it will do uh, 720p at 60 frames per second or 1080 at 30. And um, yeah, I mean, now the recording will only last for about an hour, and that's kind of if you're lucky. So, but they have other ones that just do audio. And I would say that it's more important to do audio than video. Um, so I would look into that. Uh, but the video is definitely, it can come in handy. Right on, because somebody had mentioned to me uh, uh, a Z-Tronics as well. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, no. Okay. Sweet. As always, many models, guys, and God bless. Uh, yep. And as always, we appreciate everybody who comes out here and joins us every week. If we didn't have listeners, we wouldn't have a show. It takes two to tango. That was my rhyme for the night. Hey, great job on news humor. Keep it up. Uh, yeah, I will. I, I, I got some plans for some things coming out soon. So, but thank you. I appreciate the, the compliment. Certainly, man. Love to the family. Out. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. I had a good time tonight. Now, if anybody else wishes to say good night or have any announcements, I don't think I saw Money Mike on. Uh, if anybody else wishes to say good night or have any announcements, if you're muted, just raise your hand. Otherwise, I'll probably hang up the call in about 60 seconds. JC, Sean, thanks so much. Have a good night. Hey, you too. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming out, Man of Civics. And hey, Man of Civics, I'm going to come out with some videos that you can share in your civics class. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, man. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Did you guys hear that?
Yeah, we just heard oh you laughing. Oh, my God. Wait. Please don't. <laughs> you hear me again? I'm going to fucking hit you. Yep. You fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all yelling at so my daughter's like, did you guys hear that? <laughs> Man. Oh, shit. All right. We'll see y'all all next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.